heavy metal the way it was meant to be.
right, and welcome back to Heavy Metal Mayhem's Metal Matinee. I think I got my partner in crime on the line with me tonight. Tommy, thank God the Giants didn't run late today. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. What are you, turn off for the Verizon commercial? No, no, I was trying a different microphone. Oh, it sounds good. It sounds very clear. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah well, uh, yeah, there's another round, but you're going to lose me next week. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I expect that. It's all right. We've got a big show next week, too. Brian Tatler from Diamond Head, but uh, hey, you'll catch the replay, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, of course, of course. That's all right. That's but all right. we're here today, and let him medal. That's right. I think, you know what? 2012, we'll start out the year with how it should be, you know, eating a little bit of metal. It's better than eating crow, I guess. No, we, you can never have to eat crow. Eh, sometimes you have to, you know, especially in this house. But, hey, what are you going to do? That's life. That's <laughs> your personal life, <laughs> not your metal life. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? It is 2012. Uh, the week before last, or last week, we reviewed all the albums that we could get on in 2011. How'd that do? But, you know, it did pretty good, you know, it didn't do, especially for uh, a holiday. It was uh, a right. New Year's Day. Yeah. So it did pretty good, but you know, like always, it picks up during the week with the the podcast. But yeah. uh, 2012 is looking to be a great year. New Sabbath, new Kiss, yeah, New Testament, new Accept. What are you looking forward to hearing? Uh, new Sabbath, definitely number one. Um, and I guess maybe new Accept. Now that you mentioned it, yeah. Um, I'm curious to hear what the Van Halen is going to sound like, but I know it's going to be a joke. There was a clip be. on the internet. Did you catch it? Uh, I think it was one of the new songs. I don't know if it was from that live show they did in New York last week or yeah, it's a recorded one. They, they've, a lot of people have been re, uh, broadcasting that little clip of uh, the live song. But actually that song's not even brand new because it's a song um, that was on the original Gene Simmons demos. Oh, okay. So I didn't hear it. I didn't even know what it was. All right. So I don't know if you I remember. Know. You remember uh, Sammy mentioned... Uh, Sammy Hagar in the uh, Blabbermouth, uh, um, uh, one of the Blabbermouth articles where he was saying, are they writing new material? I don't know. You know, like something like, like it's a joke. Like he must have found out yeah. that they were doing some songs from the old demos. And that's, that could be. I mean, I mean, it had some really nice bass in it. And then I started reading uh, some of the comments on the YouTube and somebody said, check the Gene Simmons demos, you know, and I have them on another computer, but, but that the computer's been down the last uh, week or so, so I couldn't check. I have that, I have the Gene Simmons demo somewhere in my computer, but um, I haven't had the chance to check it, but, um, so it's a song that was recorded, you know, was written with the original lineup years ago, like 30 hmm. years ago, you know. I have the demos uh, on this computer. I have to upload them. It won't take a few minutes, but yeah, I'd have to find out what song that is. Yeah, it's you know, uh, I'll, something, uh, She's a Woman, or She's... Okay, I'll take a look when we get to like a longer song, and I'll try to uh, yeah. upload it. Maybe get on by the end of the show and, uh, and you yeah, know, see how it sounds. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Well, uh, last week, uh, our buddy Sal Italiano, the bass player for Cities, right. sent me an email. Uh, he's the new bass player for Anvil. So, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I wanted to announce it last week. I was biting my lip, you know, but I was yeah, told I had yeah. to go off till Tuesday or Wednesday when they officially announced it. But I saw no official announcement anywhere. Right. Uh, about, uh, not on Blabbermouth, BWBK, not even on Anvil's website. But oh. Sal's got it on his page now, so obviously there was an announcement made. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He's a great bass player. He's a great guy. He's been on the show before. 
at least now you get some national exposure getting out there with Anvil and, you know, getting all over the place again and start really being, you know, productive. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to New York boy. Yeah, out? definitely, you know, so it doesn't get better than that. I just wish they would make something official, and I don't know what happened with the uh, Glenn Five, uh, you know. Yeah, he's been with the Foley, you know. A long time. Yeah, these last 20 years, well, 15 years, yeah. right? Jeez. Yeah, I see. I saw something on an Anvil page about checking out a, a side of his, so maybe he's got something new going on. And, uh, oh, okay. Who, who knows? I don't know what the reason is, especially now after all those years of playing with them when nothing was going on. Yeah. And and you're finally getting, you know, getting out on tour and you're getting the attention again. I can't see it, but who knows what personal things happened within the band, you know, so. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Sal on the show. I told Sal to come back on, so uh, maybe we get him on again. We'll find out. Oh, that'd, <laughs> be, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Definitely. So, you know, how about we do some Anvil before... Uh, oh, I forgot to announce uh, our guest tonight, Patrick Carlson from uh, Fretless, a great metal band out of Sweden. Okay. These guys are like in the Iron Maiden type vein, really solid three-piece band from over there. He'll be calling in about 6.30 tonight. God knows what time it is in Sweden. <laughs> right now, I don't even know the time difference, so I should have maybe told him to pull a little early because it's probably late out there. It could even be the morning. I'm not even sure of the time, but... Uh, so it's probably not much different than England, so whatever England is... That's Probably. true. Yeah, they're about five hours. So it's like 11, 12 o'clock. But, uh, it could be six, six or seven. Yeah. So we'll have them on in about 20 minutes or so. But until then, we'll hit you up with a little bit more music. Uh, like I said, uh, maybe we'll do a little anvil. Uh, yeah. Let's have a fortune five. We'll do the title track. I already got that lined up. All right. All right.
right. That was Mata and Sensible Scream. Uh, those guys have been around for a long time. Uh, that's a brand new record that came out right towards the end of last year. I believe it's called Circle of Eight. I'm not, not sure of the exact title. I should have looked it up before I played it, right, Tay? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of the album for some reason. I think it's called Circle of Eight or Circle uh, Eight. Circle eight uh, I'm not even sure. I'll look it up and I'll find out. All right. I'll get the exact title to you. But they were a pretty good band. Uh, they were kind of absent for a long time after the first record, I think about 20 years, <laughs> and this record came out. Uh-huh. And uh, before that, we had a little anvil uh, with Forged in Fire. We're sending out to our buddy Sal Italiano from Cities, who's the new bass player for Anvil these days. So best of luck to Sal. Oh, boy, let me see. we got Patty calling in in about 10 minutes or so. i got a whole bunch of things i got to get on. I just don't know what to do. I have some brand-new music tonight by a group called uh, Dark Blue. I believe it's like a one-man band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it may even start bringing back the Sunday Night Spotlight where we feature one new band or something new every week, you know? Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I just won't make a big thing out of it like the last time. We'll just announce it and play the song. Maybe we'll save that for the end of the show. I also have... Um, let me see, I have our Carl's Metal Pick of the Week because it's the beginning of the month and we uh, play a song off of Carl Metal's website, carlsmetal.com, and we have the demolition segment. So uh, what do you feel like doing next? Um, let's see the demo. All right, we'll do the demolition segment, then we'll squeeze right into Carl's uh, songs. i got to look up his uh, little send that he sent me. All right, so this is a band called Viking. They're a thrash metal band out of, uh, I believe it was San Francisco, California, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Didn't really do too much, a couple of demos, an album or so. Solid band. This demo's been around for a long time. Uh, if you want, head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot right now. Download yourself a copy of this. You know, we got to get on these songs. we got to do our interview. And then we have Mr. Ken Pierce of PierceMail.com who's going to tell me everything I'm doing wrong in the business and give us our concert calendar update for the week. So uh, here's Viking. Don't go out
right, that was Tension with Death Sentence, and that is Carl's Metal Pick of the Week. Head over to carlsmetal.com, that's Carl with a K, for the best of all metal, everything related from Jersey and beyond those shows. And Carl sent me a little note with that, like he does every week, and it's uh, well, every month now. It's uh, Tonight's track is from Maryland Thrash's Tension. Tension's only put out one full-length album in 1986 before succumbing to poor label support and other pressures. But that album, Breaking Point, has become a classic for many local metalheads. Tension recently regrouped for the Defenders of the Old Festival 2 in Baltimore and re-released Breaking Point along with an unreleased EP, Epitome, from 1987, as well as some live tracks, the whole re-release CD being called Epitaph. And like I said, that is that sentence. I gotta highlight this in black. It's called Sends It Over in Blue, and it's very hard to read, you know? Oh, wow. And I'm reading it off the phone, which is even smaller, because I don't like messing around with anything on the computer when I'm doing the show, because it seems like there's always a problem. <laughs> Let me start touching things, so yeah, no, I, I try to stay off there. But great song. Go and check it out. I'm a big fan of Tension. I go back with those guys from the Deuce days, so I'm glad that they're back together. But you know what, Tay? I think right now we have our guest on the line. Okay. Let me go hook him up. Patrick, is that you? Yes, it is, Mike. Hello. Yes, how are you? How are you, my friend? I am fine. I'm a little tired. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's probably very late. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But it's, it's okay. It's, it's not so late. All right. That's good. I, we won't keep you up too late. We'll, we'll hit all the main points, and we'll get you right back to bed. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> okay. Well, I tell you, uh, I'm a big fan of the band Fretless now. Uh, I know that you put the band together a few years ago, and it kind of started yeah. out as a solo project for yourself and wound up morphing into a, a whole big band. Yes, it, it was uh, it was a solo project that I had. And uh, we jumped into a label, and they wanted me to start a band with with members. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, 2009 we became a, a real band. Well, that's good to know. And you put out a great album. Uh, you really bring back that classic, you know, rock and metal sound uh, from the 80s. And it's funny because back in the 80s, Sweden really wasn't known for the, a big rock and metal scene. But it seems like today uh, they've got some of the best bands going. Yes, it's very good bands here in Sweden right now. I have to say it's so uh, both metal and uh, old hard rock and everything. I think it's very great right now. So that's good to know. Is, is the scene yes. well enough there to play in and, and keep active and, and keep busy? What did you say now? Uh, the scene is it strong enough for the band to get out there and play enough to keep active and, and keep busy? Yes, it it is, but it, it's very it's very hard in Sweden right now to to get the right gigs and so on. I think it's uh, I think it's easier for us outside Sweden. Wow! So uh, there are many bands right now who is very good who is struggling because uh, the festivals here in Sweden take I think it's almost the same band in every festival. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. So it probably makes very it hard for somebody to, to break into it. Yes, it is. It is. But, is uh, it possible maybe to venture outside of Sweden, or is it financially, you know, too much of a, a thing to do right now this early on? No, we are looking right now in Europe. So we signed it with Red Lion Music in Germany. It's a very good booking company. 
So we we think it will happen things uh, this year. Excellent. That would be great. Uh, that would be fantastic. Yes. I would love to see you get over to America too if you could ever make that happen. I know it's yeah. uh, exactly. <laughs> we 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 got we got our management in in US. So it is mates management. So yes. So hopefully that'll happen uh, maybe in 2012 for you guys. And and the album really just came out about a year ago. Uh, it was released digitally, yes. but the actual uh, record itself just came out about a year ago. How's it How's it working for the band? How's it coming over? It's uh, we every review has been good, not a bad review. <laughs> so that's good. That is great. Yes, but but it's it's uh, again it's outside Sweden. Uh, I think people like us the most. So, so it's playing a lot on radio station in Australia and UK and US, and so it 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 feels really good. That's great to know. And and you've been playing yeah. music for a long time. You've been in a lot of different bands. How do you see the whole music industry today compared to like when you first were starting out in it? Oh, it's it, it, it's hard today. It's it's. I think it's easier for for bands to get a name today. Yeah. But there is so many bands who are good today with the new technique and everything in studios, and you can you can record a good album at your home. <laughs> True. And now, yes, but but uh, the record uh, nobody. Is buying a record, so that is a tough one. I know, I know. Yes, but uh, so I think you could make some better money before. <laughs> that, that, that's true, uh, and it's yes. kind of you know, years ago, you know, if a band sold a million records or a hundred thousand records, you know, it was a success. But today, the numbers are lower, like it says, because people aren't buying them, but they're still getting your music, just not paying for it, and. It's kind of hard to yeah. tell, like you know, how the album is doing because, you know, you'll have a hundred thousand people that have it, but only a hundred paid for it, and that's that's got to be very rough. Yes, it's it's rough, but uh, we will not give up. <laughs> that's good. That's the attitude I have. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that. And, and yes. like we were saying before, Patrick, uh, you know, you started writing the original songs for Local Heroes. Uh, as a solo project for yourself, and a whole band came out of it. Now, with the new songs coming up, is it still basically you writing everything, or do you have more of an input from the other guys in the band right now? No, it's it's pretty it's the same. I'm I'm doing all the stuff here in my own studio, and then I present it for Rain and Dennis in the band, and then they say this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta change everything. <laughs> so, no, we I, I do the I, I do the main work, and then we work together when we rehearse the new songs. So, because I, I I don't uh, tell Dennis how he should play the bass. He, he know that's the best. So, true. Yes, but it's a good way to work. But uh, some some songs is it uh, has become from our rehearsal when we are jamming. So, but uh, most of it I, I do at my home. So it works better that way for you as the formula yeah. you uh, have. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I yeah, can't we're gonna we're gonna release a single now in January with the two new songs. I was uh, yeah, I saw something about that. We support the rider. Is that something for um, a racing car team somewhere? Yes, it is. It it's a team after dark in in the UK. It's a road racing team. Uh, I, I made a a, a working copy for the other guys. With the other name, and now the song is called Ride, because the team in the UK they they really love it and they want it on their video and they want the song for them really. <laughs> so the lyrics and everything is it's about to race. Great, and you know, hey, any kind of exposure that you know can be brought to the band's a good thing, no matter where it comes from. And being yes. associated with a racing team is is definitely up there. Yes, it is. So uh, we're really looking forward, and and the songs is it's sounding great. I, I we we believe it's better than the album. So wow, it's, it's feeling good. That's great. And I know not long yeah. ago you brought a new drummer into the band. How's everything working out with the new drummer? It, it's working fine. It, it's uh, it's not easy to uh, the former drummer Birger Lehmann is a really good drummer. He's really great, and but I think Raina has done a good job here. So it, it's feeling good. Excellent. And, and is it hard, you know, to find musicians that kind of have the same goal as you, and the same interest in music that also live within, you know, a traveling distance, so you can play together? Yes, it, it's hard, and and you have to find the, the guys in. We believe in in the same age and everything, so. It's important in this band that we have have listened to the music. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, because uh, that music we play today, we we were listening to the same kind of music when we were young. So I think it's very important. It is another thing. A lot of bands, as they move along, they they try to experiment, change their sound and their style. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Do you think it's important for a band, especially a band like Fretless, who's just starting out, to, to stay like in the same vein of music and style that they started out playing? It's it's a very hard question because <laughs> uh, we we really like the sound we we have. It's uh, we, we when we play live we 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 sound like this. So. Yeah. Yes, it's there. There are so many people who want musicians here in Gothenburg who want to change our sound and everything. But uh, no, we we like what we have. <laughs> so, that's that's the way. That's the way it should be. And uh, it's better to stick to your guns so people know what they're getting and they're familiar with your stuff and and to build up a solid audience that way. And uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, years ago, everybody, you know, wanted to come to America, break it big in America. But over the years, it seems like the scene has been stronger in other parts of Europe. Is it still important to, like, connect with the, the American audience the way it was years ago? Yes, for for us here in Sweden, the, in in the music business, it, it's, it's the same as before. Because U.S. is something really big for us <laughs> here. Yeah. So uh, that is a dream. But... Uh, it, you you got uh, Japan in 
and you get Europe. So Germany is very big in hard rock and metal. So, but the U U.S. that's the main goal, uh, for sure. So that's good to know. So that that means you have a really great shot at getting you here to, to, to play for us. And in this age of internet, where we said there's a downside where people get your albums for free, which is the bad part of it. But does it allow you to kind of like, you know, reach out to a larger audience and kind of see like where your fan base is, you know, where you have bigger fans in which part of the world? Yes. It's it's much easier to to get a fan base, as you said. So so it's just to accept this, that the record is it's something to promote a band. I don't think it's not anything that you can be rich of anymore. True, true. Yes. And I agree with you. And Patrick, I have you here. I've got Tommy on the line. I'm going to put Tommy on to talk to you for a minute. Tommy, you there? Hey. How you doing, Pat? Hello, hello. I'm fine. How, how are you tonight? Um, the name Fretless, uh, does it have to do with a guitar? I'm just curious. No. No, it has not. <laughs> this is this is a trick one that everyone asks me. Yeah. Because in, in in Sweden, the the meaning of fretless here in Sweden. Uh huh. You, you can you can say that it's it's a man without a band. Ah. Yes, fretless. Uh, and then then my solo project that that was Mr. Fretless. <laughs> and then yeah. when we. Yeah, I, I was when thinking we maybe a band, uh, we we took fretless. Oh, I see. Okay, because yes. uh, like a man without worries could be fretless. Yes. Right. Yeah, you can say that too. <laughs> That's what I was thinking also. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. From from what I've heard so far, off of uh, from Mike, and from the my MySpace page, I'm really I really enjoy the sound. It's uh. It's like back to the roots, but it has that fresh, uh, fresh attack, you know. Uh, like yes. Like guitar playing, yeah, you can definitely nice, uh, good melodies. Uh, oh, yeah, thank I'm you. a guitar player myself, so I appreciate it. You know, it's good to have music. Okay. That's very melodic and you know very guitar oriented. You know, best of luck. Yes, it is. Exactly, and then uh, I think. Uh, what you should say, our bass player. I think he's he's playing very a unique style on bass. Oh yeah. Because he he's not really a bass player if you listen to him because oh, he, he plays yeah. plays a lot plays of more than uh, I do. So, yes, but I think the the combination turns out really good here. So so it's great. You're having fun and uh, you yes. make music. That's great. That is very good. Yes, it is. Yes. Well, best of, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, thank you. So, Patty, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I know it's getting late there. What does Fretless have planned for the world in 2012? I know you said you're going to be releasing the song Ride in the single. Uh, anything else happening this year that's coming up that you want to let everybody know about? Yes, we're going to start to, when we're finished with the single, it's Two, song, two songs on, on it but uh, after that we're going to start uh, the recording of the album Hunter great our sec second album so and uh, I'm looking forward to it <laughs> it's 
So am I, Patty. And when when it comes out, Patrick, please come back on the show, and we'll help you promote that album. Yeah, that is great. Thank you. Thank you very much, Patty. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I want to thank uh, Patrick Carlson from Fretless, a great band out of Sweden. Solid. It's real late over there. <laughs> the time difference, sometimes it's hard. Uh, so let's get on a little music. Maybe we'll do some back-to-back Fretless, because I was going to play a song before we called in, but we kind of lost track of time there. Here's a song off their record, Local Heroes. The song is called Breakout.
back-to-back fretless Floyd. That was Freedom Fighters. So I hope you enjoyed those guys. Before that, was played a little breakout. I want to thank uh, Sean Sand, everybody over at Eddie's Mates, uh, for hooking me up with fretless and turning me on to those guys. Great crew over there. Good band. I uh, wish them all the best of luck. Okay, you know what? How about we do one more song, and then we get Mr. Ken Pierce on for our concert count update. How does that sound? Okay, sounds good. All right, here's another band that uh, Eddie's Mates manages. Some, we had them on the show a little while back, Phantom X. I got a brand new record coming out this year. I can't wait to hear it, but we're going to go back to the debut record, some Texas Death Squad. <laughs> Wow. 
the Mets. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Tommy, you know what happens when you leave a bottle of scotch in a room with Liza Minnelli and Billy Barty? <laughs> Nine months later, you have the illegitimate love child, Mr. Ken Pierce. Kenny, what's going on? Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. Where are you getting all this stuff from? You know, T, I got to tell you. <laughs> I was here, watching off the last night. And I we got are here. In the brain. <laughs> We're here in 2012, right? Yeah. The legal paperwork and all the attorneys have been dealt with, and Mike and I have d- agreed to go at it uh, one more time for another year for behalf of the uh, the Metal Mayhem uh, show audience. I've just now returned from the Occupy Wall Street giving out that exclusive Heavy Metal Mayhem sticker with your home phone number, Mike, that says, come I'm on over <laughs> for, for, uh, for a bowl of soup and a cheese sandwich. So uh, <laughs> get cooking. So... Uh, <laughs> And I, I just die every time I hear you say something about me. He tells him, tells you guys I'm picking on him about what he does wrong. He does nothing wrong. Oh, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> he just don't like that I tell him how to use Fartbook and Tweeter all the time. It's what he just don't like about that. How are you boys this evening, all right? Good. Very well, Kenny. How are you? Good, good, good. So we have an exclusively interesting week for you going on. Uh, uh, there's nothing, to my knowledge, happening tonight or tomorrow over in the scene, and I uh, apologize to any venues that have uh, fallen off my radar, but uh, got to get up and uh, let me know what's going on sometimes, too. You know, we scour a bunch of different uh, uh, sheets of uh, what's happening. But on Tuesday, you guys uh, you guys remember last week I had said that Johnny Winter was playing. He's doing, his, uh, it's do- he's doing a Seasons of Winter. They do this over at BB Kings every once in a while, and usually Johnny plays three or four uh, weeks in a row on a, on a consecutive uh, basis. Uh, this, this time he's only doing two shows, and uh, this week on the 10th, on Tuesday, is the second of those two shows. And I don't know if you realize this, but he's got Paul Nelson on guitar, and Paul is from Liege Lord. Remember that band? Wow. Sure do. I love those guys. Yeah, so Liege Lord's guitar player is now in Johnny Winter's uh, uh, blues group, and it's really, really interesting. Maybe I can uh, um, make a phone call or something. We can maybe get, get uh, Paul to talk uh, talk to you sometime about uh, some Liege Lord stuff and what it's like to go from that kind of heavy metal to working with someone like Johnny Winter. That sure. Might be, that might be really cool, you know? Sorry, I'm just uh, throwing my pitch out here. Um, but that's going to be an interesting show, and I've seen uh, Johnny before, and we've often mentioned how influential he is to other guitar players of all, across all genres. On Wednesday, the mighty Sanctuary is back for the attack, and that's Waddle Dane's uh, group from the uh, early 90s, that was, uh, uh, to my knowledge. And uh, it's interesting to see them come back. You know, I mean, I, I love what he did with Nevermore, and I really never expected to see Sanctuary coming back, but here they are back in New York City, and I I think you said Gothic Knights is going to be opening up for that show? Well, I don't City. know if anybody else is, but Gothic Knights is on that bill. I don't know who else is uh, playing that Yeah, I, there's not a lot of information on it over here, and uh, and that's pretty frustrating when you can't find out every single thing that's happening. We have on Thursday over at the Bowery Ballroom, the band Graveyard, and they've got a really interesting record uh, on Nuclear Blast Records uh, right now, and uh, it's it's got a strange pronunciation, so I won't even try to to do that one myself because I'm not prepped for it yet. And they have Radio Moscow and Daniel Davies opening up for them. If those interest, uh, if those are interested in the openers as well. 
Friday, something a little different over at the Highline Ballroom is Jim Brewer, who everybody calls the heavy metal comic. So uh, he's he's going to be there doing a set. And we have a lot of heavy metal comics now. We have um, Brian Posehn. We have uh, Jim Florentine and uh, Don Jameson, the guys who were with Eddie Trunk's show, and uh, and Jim Brewer, who was doing this, So I think, a little longer than all three of them put together. So it would be interesting to see... Uh, what he does over at the High Line. And on Saturday, we have I See Stars and Stick to Your Guns over at the Gramercy Theater. And that is all she wrote. Remember, folks, you can check out what's going on on Piercing Metal with our Facebook page and our Twitter. And if you don't know how to use either of those social mediums, you can write me a note, and I will gladly tell you what you're doing wrong. There you go. That's the best way to do it. And, you know, Ken, you were talking about uh, the show coming up this week at, at Gramercy with Sanctuary, and I was kind of surprised myself that they got back together because they put out one record in the 80s, and I think the the biggest thing they had that came out of that record was their cover of uh, White Rabbit, the old Jefferson uh, Airplane, a Starship song. And uh, they kind of really never, like, amounted to much or really had any success. It was a great album. Uh, Refuge Denied was the name of the record, a killer album. And they put out a... a I think about a year and a half later, they put out an album called Into the Mirror Black or something, which was another solid record, but they never really garnered much attention or really never really made a name for themselves. So I was surprised they made such a big thing about them reuniting because they had a lot more success, uh, success as Nevermore than they ever did a Sanctuary. Right, and, and, it, from the band. and there doesn't really seem to be a Nevermore right now. You know, I mean, if you remember, yeah. uh, if you remember earlier in the year, uh, two of the main guys had left as well, and it's like, okay, now what's going on with uh, with this band? So I guess uh, Dane reunited with the guys in Sanctuary for last year's 70,000 tons of metal, and um, people said they were pretty good. But again, like you say, I, I don't remember any any big of a significant buzz. But of course we're going back, we're talking about back in the day when there was no fart book or tweeter. and True. there and it wasn't easy to get Buzz. Buzz was like, hey, Tommy, you listening to Sanctuary yet? Right, no, right. Ken. Should yeah, I? No. Yeah, put it on. Hey, Mike, you listening to Sanctuary yet? No, Tommy. Should I? And that's how it worked. That was yeah. Buzz. I actually so, bought that record just for the name because Sanctuary, you know, the song, the song. So I said, these guys got to, you know, they got to be good because, you know, they named after a after Iron Maiden song. That's what yeah. I thought. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it, and it was a, a very good album, you know. Definitely. So now you know, just just before I let you guys get back, uh, so you you heard about uh, Sal in in um, in in Anvil as well. well. What happened there? Did did anybody know? I didn't see any news on why this ended because I only saw them a, a few weeks ago at uh, at Highline and. Did he look like he was having a good time. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he never. Time. He always he always plays with a bit of a grimace, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I can't tell. I didn't, you know. I didn't. Uh, I, I, I didn't remember. Detect I remember any... when they played the um, the uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music when they uh, premiered the uh, movie, the movie premiere. He was outside smoking a cigarette uh, after the movie, uh, before the actual uh, little jam session that they did up at the club, and. Um, I, I, I they went out there to give somebody a ticket, you know, so they can get in for just the jam session because they missed the movie, and um, we were bullshitting with him, and uh, he says they've been through a lot, and you know, and 
he's just happy that, you know, they're finally getting and I was this I was like I was totally surprised when Mike told me. I mean Mike didn't even Mike didn't even let it out to me last week. So when he told me just now, while we were just, you know, bullshitting, I just couldn't believe it. You know, because he seemed pretty happy and you know, he's saying, Thank God that it's finally, you know, finally yeah. something's happened. Maybe he's not happy with you know, although he did stick it out with them all this time, maybe he's not happy with his outcome from the success, the so-called hmm. success. Let's put it that, that could way. Be. Well, That's you know, a good and, question, yeah. and Mike, I know that you know you knew this last week, and I hate to tell you, uh, Eddie Eddie knew 45 minutes before you knew. I'm sure. I actually I knew about two weeks ago because Sal sent me an email the same time it happened. <laughs> But no, I, I, like, I, couldn't, just, I couldn't say nothing. I'm just running on, on on how you always <laughs> I know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> know how you always complain about how he always tells people he knew first, you know. So I like just running with. I you. know. See, I, I I knew first. I wanted to have him. I excited to come on, but he just couldn't until they announced it. But there was nothing in anywhere, and you know, blab him out, BWBK, uh, even mm-hmm. on Anvil's website, they still have him listed, which is you know, yeah, it's very surprising, you know, a, a move like that, you know. You, any you know, Kano's band, anybody, any attention you could bring to yourself for the band or anything else you do, whether it's good or bad, just to get that name out there. And I'm surprised yeah. they didn't announce that. I mean, you know, so we'll see what happens. But uh, AXL will come back on, so when he does, we'll get all the info from him. And uh, we got an American invading Canada right now. I hate to tell the Canada spaceman that, but uh, it's one third. Anvil is now American. <laughs> that should be and very Italian, no less. And Italian, Italiano. <laughs> Can't get any Italian more Italian than that. <laughs> I can just see that. I can just hear that conversation. Huh? Eh? Huh? Eh? Italiano. Italiano. There's going to be a lot of you see what I'm saying and why? Oh, you're not kidding, huh? Forget about it. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Well, That's going to be a great interview to do, but you got to videotape it because there's going to be a lot of hands talking. <laughs> That's the God's honest truth, boy, I tell you. Well, Kenny, another thing before I let you go, uh, you had made an, uh, a posting on Twitter the other day about Van Halen. They did the show at the Cafe Wire. Oh, I was I so mad I wasn't there. For, <laughs> yeah, for media and I guess a few select people. But you had said that uh, Cool and the gang are going to be opening oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tour. I think that is the – I mean, we talk about metal bands mixing different genres of metal and not working – Van Halen's taking out Cool and the Gang. <laughs> it's probably going to be in the East Coast end of it, but I mean, Cool and the Gang with Van Halen? What the hell? Who was thinking about that? Who put that yeah, together? Really. And you know, I don't know. I, 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 it, it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure you know Cool and the Gang is good at what they do, but it's it's just not what I want to see. And the, you know that those tickets are going to be sky friggin' high in, in oh, terms yeah. of price. I mean, uh, so Van Halen will play an hour and forty five minutes. Maybe Cool and the Gang will play 45 minutes, and the show will cost you what two bills? You think? Probably, yeah. So I, I just well, what a what a I mean, you know, as a fan, I mean, I wouldn't even want to go, knowing that to pay that kind of money, knowing that I'm not saying anything about Cool and the Gang. The like I said, the great at what they do, but it's not my cup of tea. And it's not most rock fans. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say for the fans, I don't think that's really giving them the most value for their money. You know, yeah. I mean. Um, I love Van Halen. They are in my top two. I, I don't even go to the top three with Van Halen. See, they are in my top two, which flips between Kiss and Van Halen, depending on what mood I wake up in. And uh, and <clears throat> I even think that this, the Cafe Wah thing was done wrong because I say, you know what? You want to make a media explosion about it? 
do it in do it in Hammerstein, do it in Roseland, get your press, get your media VIPs up on top and your upper echelon, and then open up the fans like an auction because even even those two places are going to be an explosion of attention. Sure. Yeah. But uh, but they wanted to play at Cafe Wa because it's got that personal connection with Roth. But yeah. only 250 of the blessed were there, so you know. <laughs> I know. I just it's, it's, I just think it's such a shame because there are so many bands out there. I mean, young new bands starting out, all the bands that are you know still doing it and still never went anywhere after the last 30 years of playing small clubs that could use that chance, that opportunity, you know, maybe to capitalize on. It. And they, I, I just don't get it. It was the same thing. I was thinking about going to the Twisted Sister show, the the Twisted Christmas show in the city, right? And they had the band Jack and Jill open up for them. This band is like a teeny bop band. They play music that you would find on the Disney Channel. They're not hard rock. They're not heavy metal. I don't even consider them rock. And, you know, it's just like they're on the bill because the people that manage Twisted Sister manage those guys. But it doesn't fit in with the bill. It just doesn't work. Yeah, that's not right. Well, you know, what happens is the audience responds in kind. They don't show up early. or uh, I, I miss them entirely because I was, I was running around with friends beforehand. Uh, Twisted Sister, you know this, T., Twisted Sister is the kind of show that brings out all your old friends that used to go to shows with you. So, you, sure. so I'm 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 out early. We're 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 hanging out. We're having a beer. We're talking about old old shows and old days. And, and it's like I I got in just in time to see D come out on his sleigh. Ah, uh, lucky you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you always for keeping uh, the metal fires burning, and I will do the same on on uh, on Piercing Metal headquarters for you. And I will talk to you next week. All right, Ken, back to the bunker for you. We'll see you next week. Right. Bye. Thanks, care, buddy. All right, we want to thank Mr. Ken Pierce from PiercingMetal.com for checking in with us. Tom, we were just talking about Van Halen. You were saying uh, about the new song, which is really an old song from the demos, right. uh, the Gene Simmons demos. I dug up that song. It's okay. uh, She's the Woman, I believe is the name of it. Uh, that was the name on the demo. Yes, that's the same name now. All right, so I guess Van Halen's passing off stuff that's like 35 years old yeah. as new material, but uh, how about I we mean, play the original and... Uh, We'll yeah. compare it to the new one when we hit a full the full version of it, I guess, Sounds huh? Good. Yeah, yeah, let's right. hear it. Here you go.
right, that was brand new Primal Fear that comes off the album Unbreakable. Yeah. Give them hell. Oh. I tell you, the, the one of the the new. It's hard to even say that they're new because they've been around a long time. I mean, yeah. not from the '80s scene, but uh, when the you know when the whole scene you know had a resurgence in the '90s. Yeah. They kept it true, man. That, the new record sounds great, man. Ralph is an amazing singer. See, Europe, uh, even though we were inundated with that whole grunge scene, although you know some of it wasn't terrible. Um, it, 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 you know, everybody wanted to be, you know, the next Nirvana and the next Pearl Jam. Yeah. It was going, uh, metal kept kept going strong in Europe. So, you know, the, this band cut their teeth, you know, during that Definitely. time. Yeah. And uh, that new album, man, from what I've heard so far, I've just skimmed it. I don't have that much time to really sit down and listen. It's unfortunate. Years ago, I used to have time to sit down, throw the record on, turn it over, play it again and again and again. Now it's on an iPod or it's uh, it, it's on a disc and it goes by so quick. Even though there's more songs, you know what I mean? It's a weird. I, I, I know. You it's, know what it is? It, That's what it is. There's more songs now. Years ago we were happy with eight to nine to ten songs. Now they have to give us twelve, thirteen. You know because it's a disc. Yeah. And you just can't. You know. <laughs> you no, you're right, but, but you're right. When you got a final record, there were four yeah. songs on the side. If you yeah. got five or ten, you know, on each side, and you had yeah. a ten-song record, it was like you struck gold. You got extra for your money, you know. Exactly. And every now and then, when you got discs later on, um, they had like that hidden track. That was cool, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, it's like you said, Tommy. Back then, we were kids. All we had to do was like, you know, get up, jerk off, and put yeah. music on the stereo. We didn't have to go nowhere and, and do anything. And we could jerk off while we're listening. What? Now I can't. I can't. I gotta. Have, it's gotta be quiet. <laughs> well, you know, as you get older, things change. You know, but we were in the multitask uh, back then. You know, <laughs> not it's a little harder, but you're right. You know, you're right. You know, Ralph has been around. The singer Ralph Sheep, he's been around for a long time. He started yeah. out with the band Time and Pace. Right. Uh, okay. Went with the Halloween for a little while. I never recorded right. with them, but live. And then Gamma Ray in the beginning with Gamma Ray. Gamma Ray, right. You know, so, you know, same thing with Matt Sinner. Just, you know, from Sinner, like, was his first band years ago. Yep. Uh, you know, Matt Sinner's like the main guy over Frontier Records now as far as song. He's involved in almost every album that comes out, you know, all those projects Great. on uh, Frontier Records. So, uh, you know, these are busy guys. You got Magnus, who's in the band. So, you know, great stuff yeah. over there, man. That's a good record. I'm, you know, I'm glad that we can get. New bands putting out albums like that these yeah, days. We have, we have to really thank the European, uh, the Germans, and the uh, Swedish. You know, let's just say the, the Europeans for keeping metal alive, you know? Definitely. During those times. Uh, Too bad they didn't do the time. same for the Jewish people back then, but, you know, they did it for the metal, so we'll have to take one or the other. Well, they, you know, <laughs> no comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a positive statement. That I, you know, I, yeah, I no, it wasn't. Just, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> so much for affirmative action. You know, All right, no problem. There was no face thought book, as Kenny says, and Twitter. If there was, maybe they we would have known about. If that's it. right, if there was a Facebook back in the forties, we would have had Hitler in about six days. Yeah, Hitler would have been gone. I know. Could have sent uh, the shoemaker in there back then. The shoemaker would have annihilated the whole country. That's right. Shoemaker would have went in there blasting heavy metal to a you know to a Marshall stack. Yeah, Sam emailed me last week because it was a great show last week, the year in review. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I played one of your band's songs. He goes, I know. I just told you I listened to the show. It's a great. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right over my head, you know? That's the only reason why it was so good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to play one of his songs. 
Oh, that was good. Uh, like, guys, yeah, it, it didn't even dawn on me. I'm like, all right. And, and before that, we played Old Van Halen. That comes off that first demo tape that Gene Simmons recorded with the band. Right. Uh, she's a woman, and like you said, uh, I guess they reworked the song. I haven't heard the new version to compare it, but yeah. I can't see them getting that groove, man. I mean, you hear that bass. Well, let's see. When I first heard this, you know, I first heard it, it's on a crappy YouTube video where the person, like, it's like long, uh, long, long form, but it's vertical. So it's oh, like, okay. it's, yeah, it looks like you're looking through an envelope, a vertical envelope. Yeah. And it was really crappy, but I heard the bass, and I'm like, whoa, this kid is freaking good. Now, I heard he was a good bass player. Now, I said, shit, he wrote that, you know, wrote that. And then I started reading some of the comments, and it said, oh, this is from the Gene Simmons. Simmons days, yeah. uh, demo days. So I said, "Oh, see now that's that's Michael Anthony." You know what I mean? He, yep. didn't, he, he didn't write that song, you know. But yeah. there is a little break in that demo that you can hear that they actually use that little guitar break. Uh, it's like a little beginning of his solo in uh, "Fair Warning." I think uh, um, the Canadian fella mentioned it in the chat, and uh, that is true. And if you hear it in the fair war- uh, the song Fair Warning, they do a little guitar break that they borrowed from this demo in that song that you just yeah. played. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, when, that, yeah. yeah, so when they play the song now, they'll probably come up with a new guitar part. But basically, that's what, when I heard Hagar was goofing on them, saying, well, they, you know, if they're going to write new music, you know, they should sit down and write new music instead new of rehashing yeah. old stuff. So that must he must have heard that they were doing that one that one new song, but I heard the track listing, and there's a whole bunch of new songs, so that's not the only new song, it's just funny that they had to go back to, you know, the, get, yeah, uh, well, you know, to get that sound, but I'm, I'm curious if there's anything else on that tape that's going to show up in the new record, maybe yeah, with a different title, that should be or maybe some of those, you know, different riffs, or, you know, yeah, whatever, but... If that's the case, man, I mean, don't give me that. That's some great stuff. If you got to go, if you're like, you know, one of the best guitar players in the world, yeah. you got to go back 35, 40 years with a demo you did to come up with some inspiration. Yeah. And I, I, reuse it. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I you know, early on. To do it for, for maybe to listen to it for inspiration is one thing, but to actually record the song, you know, that's Yeah, I, I know. Well, we'll have to wait till this album comes out and, uh, and say, you know, who the hell knows? But you know what album I'm looking forward to? The New Testament album. Uh, yeah, yeah, the dark roots of the earth. I mean, I'm hearing more and more about it. We had Paul Bellstaff on a few weeks ago, right before the Christmas uh, holiday, and technically he was still in Testament at that time. (laughs) He was he wouldn't like come out and say they asked him a couple of times, like you know, how his status is in Testament because he had left the band uh, a few months earlier because he hurt his wrist somehow, Uh and had different people filling in. Um, uh, Gene Hoglin was filling in for a little while. Uh, One of the the role of the drummers came back to help out till he got better. And he still said that he was in Testament during that show. Right. Uh, it was like a day later when he was out of Testament, you know. So I don't know, I guess, because he was playing with uh, his new band at the time uh, that he was promoting on the show. But what, if you can play with them, why can't you play with Testament if you have a wrist injury? You know? <laughs> the wrist just doesn't work with one band, not work with the other. So yeah. who the hell knows? But Testament's got a new drummer and... Uh, this record is looking to be a really good one. The formation of Damnation a few years back was solid. These guys yeah. never get enough credit for the, you know, for their albums and their music and what they've put out over the years. Yes, definitely. And they were big influence. A lot of people said they were a, a Metallica, you know, Metallica. What do you call it? Rehash, but uh, not, not, not really. They were, they were coming up. 
you know, around, you know, Metallica obviously was a was an influence for them, but they were definitely one of the four, the big big forces in thrash metal, definitely. I agree more than, in my opinion, always more than Anthrax, Testament, Exodus. I I feel like they, you know, yeah. deserve to be on them more than anybody else, and you know. You know, I got to remember it took uh, it took it's like '87 for the, the first record, the Legacy, that came uh, the Legacy to come out. Right. But they were called Legacy before that. Right. That was uh, Paul Sousa singing with them from. You had the on. demo. You had the demo. Yeah, we have it. I, mean, I think it's even up on the site. It's on the site. Yeah. Yeah, and they're such a great band. I'm gonna get a song on uh, off of one of the older albums in, in a minute now. But I am looking forward to hearing something new by those guys. And uh, I'm getting excited. I think it's next month. But uh, we'll go back to the old days, the olden days, I should say, right? Yeah, the olden days. The olden days. There's Disciples of the Watch.
you talk about the big four thrash, how those guys aren't considered part of it, or even Exodus and Anthrax are. Yeah, yeah. It's beyond me. That's a great song, Disciples of the Watch, man. I mean, I go for that shit that. anytime. You listen to that, and you'll hear where Anthrax got their little chucka 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 from. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's sure, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's a Metallica, you know, it's a Metallica thing. Metallica was definitely one of their influences. Yes, but they robbed a lot of their sounds, you know? And like you said, they, they, they adapted their sound to sound like the hit, the hit of the moment. You know? Yeah, I, it go, I agree. It goes back from the second album on. The first album, they were truly a, a, an underground New York style metal band, you know, yep. the vein of uh, the vein of a lot of underground bands that came out at that time. And then all of a sudden, they heard, <clears throat> you know, what was happening out in California, and they tried to do their, you know, their version of it. You know, it's not it's not wrong. Don't get me wrong, because even you know, you know, my band, you know, I adapted, you know when I listened to Queens, right, when I listened to Metallica. But there were so many other people in the band that, you know, different influences. Exactly, It yeah. sounded like, you know, son of Metallica, son of, uh, you know, but what are you going to say? Whatever. It's not, I know what you're saying. It was Tempest, but, you know, all four of you guys had your own influences, right. you know, from from right. the heavier stuff to the melodic stuff. And when you There's got together, right. you put it, you made you know, you made it your own and it defined Tempest sound, which is an, an original sound in my opinion. Yeah. And I guess Anthrax didn't do that. I mean, like, I don't even consider the first Anthrax record such a metal part of Anthrax anymore. No. You know, because <laughs> it's like, it doesn't, if they continued down that path, I think they would have been twice as big as they were and would have sustained it. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have worked with Neil Turbin. I understand that. You know, I think Neil's a great singer. That album's amazing, so anything you want like that, you're going to have to listen to Neil's uh, Death Riders, because that's the closest you're going to get to it these days. That's you're going to get to. Yeah. A- exactly, but, you know, that's, but I still feel Testament should be in the excess. As a matter of fact, uh, I was reading on Kurt Vanderhoof, the guitar player from Metal Church. Uh, he he wrote something on his Facebook page today, or yesterday, I just caught it today, where he was like, you know, moaning and groaning a little bit, and rightly so, that he was talking about the the Metal Evolution, the documentary series on VH1. yeah. How they completely glossed over and didn't even mention Metal Church really? at all until today's uh, well last night I just I just taped it today uh, the grunge episode they mentioned Metal Church on the grunge episode oh my god uh, I don't know how that fits in people seem to forget Metal Church they yeah. were around even before Metallica true true that they yeah and they were the, from an area they were from the Seattle area which was Seattle yeah which wasn't really known for that type of thrash or exactly. that type of metal I should say yep. It was known for more, uh, you know, more progressive style stuff, which came, you know, with Queensryche and, uh, you know, other bands of that genre. Yeah, agreed, and I don't blame him for being upset one bit. Metal no. Church seems to be a forgotten entity. I mean, the, the, you know, the first record comes out, I mean, I had the demos before then, and one of them was, like, mostly an instrumental demo, so you really didn't get the full effect of what they were going to sound like. Right. And, you know, that first record comes out, and David Wayne, I mean, I... I it, that album was like a, a masterpiece. It was a classic. The second record came out, and they went the way of a lot of other bands. They, you know, they, they try to like commercialize the sound a little bit with "Let the right. Children Pray," and because that's what was happening. Fun. Yeah, you know, it's everything was changing at this scene, and and you know, David Wayne left the band. They went through some turmoil, like everybody else at that time. And you know, Mike Howe came in and "Blessing in the Skies." I thought was a solid record. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of that stuff was written with David Wayne in mind. But he did a great job. And I know the band went through a lot of changes over the years, like most of those bands did. And I think that's what kind of held them back along with Exodus. There was just too many lineup changes, 
too early on, like, you know, for people to really learn who, by the time, it, by the time those bands got out to the masses, there were so many changes that they didn't sound like the bands that started out, and I think that's what kind of doomed them, but Metal Church should have been a, a big part of that metal evolution, especially in the early days, yeah, and they the were just kind of glossed over, yeah. He dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, there was a lot of inaccuracies in there, a lot of things that weren't 100%. But you know what? It's easy when you're watching it to sure, you know, to say, that's not right, that's not right. But I know there are times I'm sitting down to do the show. I'm like, well, i got to you know, like do a timeline show somewhere. you know, you got to have a little – I'm like, and I forget all about half the stuff. And then after I do, I'm like, oh, how come I forgot this? You know, when you look back, you always realize it. And no matter how many people are watching it or looking at it as you're doing it, stuff's always going to get forgotten or lost. It just happens. It's such but a that massive – That is a shame that he missed that such a – and yeah, part of that. Um, you know, I know. I'm gonna reach out uh, to Kurt Vanderhoof see if I can get him on the show. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, I hate reaching out to people on Facebook. I don't like doing that. Uh, but I can't. I don't know any other contact info for him anywhere. I'm gonna look around and uh, I'm gonna try to get him on the show if I can. I'd be interested to talk to him. Yeah, definitely. That would be good. Uh, yeah, well, speaking about talking, I know Reese just said that Metallica and the Chama stole a lot of their sound from the new wave of British heavy metal. Oh well, and that's, LA, yeah. And, and the L.A. punk scene, and, and speaking yeah. of bands that influenced Metallica, next week at this time, Brian Tatler from Diamond Head. All right. Yeah, Got to thank our buddy Ken Pierce from PierceML.com for making it happen. Uh, so don't forget to tune in next Sunday at 6 o'clock. we got Brian on the show. And uh, this Thursday on the Metal Matinee, the tour bus is taking off for the first time in 2012 for the United States of Metal. We are heading to Michigan. So I think a nice cold weather state, cold weather time of year. Ooh. We'll have some hot molten metal for you next Thursday at 1 p.m. on the Metal Matinee. Grab the hot chocolate. That's what I say. All right. Well, you know what? How about we do our Sunday Night Spotlight? We'll bring it back to 2012 whenever we come across something new. Uh, some guy I forgot. I can't, just, I can't remember his name right now. I'm going to be doing an instrumental show on the Metal Matinee in a couple of weeks. And he just happened to send me a, uh, an album of his where it's all instrumentals. Uh, he did some old rock songs, some metal songs, some classic songs. And it, really great stuff on there, so I'm going to get that on that show. But this week, it's called Dark Blue is the name of the band. I believe it's a one-man project. Uh, they sent me some info. I just don't know where the hell I put it on my computer. And I can't find this. So I apologize. But it's Dark Blue, B-L-U, and the song is called Fall From Grace. So I'll check out some new music here. Cool.
right, that was Sneak Attack with Ultrasonic Metal. I know, I, I'm pretty sure they're from New Jersey, and they got that real heavy uh, overkill sound to them, those yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 I was going to say that. Like right. Bobby, sounds just like Blitz, doesn't he, when he sings? Yeah, he could. they could be, son, uh, like, you know, neighborhood uh, friends or something, you know? You never know. They were all out about the same... Uh, they had a couple of demo tapes out back then. This comes off of that split album that Megaforce put out in 84 called Born to Metalize, and it featured uh, Sneak Attack... Uh, Tortured Dog, Hades had a couple of songs on there, and a band called The Beast. Uh, and I still got this vinyl somewhere in, in my collection. I don't know where the hell it is. Uh, I, don't, I can't find the demo tapes by these guys. I know I got them somewhere in my collection, at least one of them. But these songs were probably the demo tapes on Megaforce. I probably just took the songs off the demo and, and threw them on the album. But they were a good band, and this reminded me of Overkill. Like, it, it just dawned on me when I was hearing him say, you know, screeching out some of those words. I was like, wow, sounds yeah, like Blitz. That was cool. Yeah, well... We're down to the last 10, 15 minutes of the show. Just to remind everybody some of the, the, the guests we have coming up. Like I said, next week, Brian Tatler from Diamond Head. The week after that, Jeff Duncan from Armour Saint and DC4. And I was supposed to have, uh, I was supposed to interview the other day, Terry Luce. He was a singer from XYZ back in the 80s. And uh, now he's singing with uh, Great White. Um, he's a new singer for Great White for the last year or so. And he had me uh, standing around for like an hour the other day, kind of never called in. You know, uh, I felt like a cheap prom date or something getting stood up, so... I don't know if we should put this guy in a book or just uh, give him one more shot. The manager said he would get back to me and uh, try to set up again this week. So maybe I'll give him one more chance because he does have an interesting story. Yeah. I mean, the guy went from, like, Ricks to Riches, from being homeless to being back on top again to uh, – yeah. in the last year or two, he's been doing all that stuff with uh, Rockers for Japan, bringing these guys together, raising money for charity. So. Yeah, give him a break. Yeah, so because he does all that good charity work, we'll give him one more shot. But if uh, – he has a call in this week, and when we set it up, I'll tell you, he's going in the book next week. Uh, and I had to take out a new book for 2012 because the other one is all filled up. Old, huh? Yeah, we filled that book up over the last couple of years. So, a new book, and uh, <laughs> hey, we'll they give filled him one it up more themselves. shot. They filled it We didn't do it. They did it. <laughs> no, you're right. You're they right. They did you know, it for we... themselves. That's right. That's right. We had to get Paul Deano in there a little while ago. I'm sure he's all upset about that, and I know that yeah. bothers me. <laughs> we upset Paul Deano, but uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Gonna do that shit happens. We got a great bunch of shows happening. Uh, I know I booked a couple of bands in February. I just don't remember who. Oh, I got David Norman from Gaskin, you know, the way of a British heavy metal band. Wow. Uh, he'll be he'll be on. Uh, I know you won't be around. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I know you're not gonna be here, but oh, <laughs> come on, even. Uh... Even if the Giants are not in, I gotta watch the Super Bowl. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. But there's no Super Bowl in England, so. I'm sorry. Well, there now, is actually. Baseball. They they see it. That's right. They got their own version of it. No, no, they watch it. They're into it. I'm sure they do. But uh, you know what? This will be over before the Super Bowl really gets going, anyway. At least I think it will. I'm not even sure. I don't know what time to start in this year, but uh. That's true. I could probably I could probably make the Super Bowl show because. Well, Super you let Bowl, me know. You know, the Super Bowl don't usually start till eight o'clock. I think. I got there. I wasn't even going to do a show that day because I figured I'd go somewhere. But then I was like, hey, you know what the hell with it? I says I didn't do a show for Christmas, and I said I will Joey do one. Joe usually anyway. invites. No, Joe usually invites. Yeah, he invite. does. But I might be working on the weekends for the next few weeks, so I probably don't feel uh, like I know you don't feel go to work, come home, do the show, run there. So yeah, I got to see what's happening. But we got Paul Gaskin on. I'm also working on Weapon and Gunslinger. I just don't want to book anything yet because it's still a little too far in advance, you know. Yeah. And stuff happens, and you got to back out. But we got a great bunch of shows coming up the next month or two. Got enough time for one or two more songs. Let me see what I got lined up with you. I don't know if you had a chance to go through the new Venom record yet or even give it a give it a listen, Fallen Angels. No, I haven't. You know, I, I got something from that. Another one uh, I wanted to do. Yeah, you want to hear something off of that then? Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll do that then. We'll get on uh, we'll get on some new Venom. This is off of Fallen Angels. 
We didn't even get to play it during the Aaron Metal show. We just ran out of time. We stood on another half hour after you left, and all we did was talk to Ryan and make fun of him. We didn't even get any music on. Oh, poor kid. Yeah, I know, I know. I deleted that out of the podcast, so we wanted to, uh, oh. you know, come down too hard on him. But, no, we were goofing around, having fun. But, uh, oh, that's cool. We didn't get to play. So, you know what? I'll get on that Venom now. Here's Pedal to the Metal. <laughs> Stop it. 
Alright, new Venom. Buy to go to hell. Pedal to the metal. Tommy, you, did you ever hear the sounds of a glutton for punishment? What'd you say? I'm sorry? Did you ever hear the sounds of a glutton for punishment? No. It sounds like this. Ryan, you there? Oh, yeah, there we go. That's more like it. <laughs> uh, he's back. <laughs> it's like Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friend from Arkansas. How are you, Ryan? Oh, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? I'm doing great, man. How's the music business going for you it's these days? Uh, it's not. No, no shows coming up this year? Well, I'm, uh, I, yeah, I got a, a, a couple. One, I don't know the location of just yet, but um, the other one is going to be at the, the Clinton Library, oddly enough. No, really? And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it's a Crohn's and Colitis benefit thing they're doing. They asked me to be a part of it, so I'm going to go down there and play a show over there, and it's free if anybody wants to come. Wow, that's pretty good. I got. I'm impressed. I tell you, you're moving up. I mean, I thought you were going to do the Chicken Barn tour this year. I, I Clinton Library. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, the chicken, the chicken uh, barn. That didn't work too well, so I decided to go to the big double wide trailer library. Uh, hey, I don't blame you. You're better have you, off. Have, but... you, have you ever seen a picture of the Clinton Library? No, I haven't. Uh, it doesn't help, help the southern stereotype too much because it literally looks like a big floating double wide trailer. Does it? <laughs> Are the bathrooms out? So bad thing, and I remember the first thing that I said was, "Oh no!" <laughs> Did it have outdoor plumbing? Do what? Is there outdoor plumbing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I imagine they have restrooms inside, but I don't know if it's going to be open that day. They I know that was open, a joke. It's a, freaking, it's, a, it's a freaking benefit for colitis. People with colitis, they better have it open. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I'm sure they'll probably have. Uh, something. They better have extra stalls on on uh, you know on standby that day. Got a couple of porta potties. Porta potties. Clients and Crohn's diseases and then uh, no bathrooms. I well, don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you don't. <there> you go. <laughs> My wife came down before. She goes, I heard your remark about you know the Jewish people and, and Germany and everything. He goes, you got no filter, huh? I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I understand that. I understand. So Ryan, what's going on in the world of Warrior Rock Radio? Uh, well, uh, Tuesday, got a great band from the UK coming on called Starseed. Of course, you already knew that. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Any plans for anybody else? Who are you working well, on? Who's uh, your guest this year? Well, uh, coming up pretty soon, just as soon as Richard gets back to me and they decide on when they're open, I'm going to have uh, Richard Young from the Kentucky Headhunters back on. Very nice. And uh, then I'm going to have Blackstone Cherry calling in. I tell you, man, yeah. you're moving up in the world. You're giving us some competition over here. We're going to have to step up our game, buddy. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I kind of just I kind of just follow you, follow your lead, so pretty much whenever you interview somebody, uh, I kind of copy you. <laughs> ah, come on. You're doing a hell of a lot more than I did at your age. All I was doing was playing with myself at that at that point in time. I wasn't doing anything, so. Well, here we go with the playing himself again. <laughs> And I know you've been working on uh, Leslie West. It, it kind of bombed out because he had the surgery and was sick at that time. Uh, but he's back up on his foot right now, so maybe you can get him on the show. Uh, well, uh, I guess I could try. I don't know. He's doing some dates with Uli John Roth this summer. I don't know if that would be anything to have him on for. Uh, I mean, I'd love to have him on, but the whole thing is when's the right time. I mean, I know the, the new album's out now, so... 
Yeah, that's, that's true. Probably that's that's there's probably enough for an interview, but I don't know if. See, originally the the reason I was that I was going to have the interview was for the what they were promoting at the time was I mean the album was coming out, but it was really the three guitar <clears throat> heroes thing was what they were wanting to do press for. Yeah. But that got canceled, so I don't know if they would do it now. I know I did Howard Stern a couple of times, but that was it. Yeah, he's been well, on Stern a few. Keep trying. Get on the loose. Keep trying. Never give up, up, man. Never give up. Never surrender. And even if you have to pay an arm and a leg. At least a leg. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about that. Well, before, uh, right? I guess we know that. one show that probably won't get Leslie Lashley. <laughs> hey, we met Leslie last year when he had two legs, so we were lucky. Yeah, he was sitting by the table, but... <laughs> right, Mike, I would like to see you apply for a Leslie West interview now. They'd say, oh, where can we listen to some of your shows? You'd give them the link, and they'd listen to it and be like, okay, you're not getting one. I don't uh, even listen to these shows. So I don't think they will. You know what? <laughs> Leslie, Leslie's a New Yorker, man, so he would appreciate it, and he would get the joke himself. So He gets the joke. He goes, he goes about his, himself uh, all the yep. time. Yeah. Yep. That I don't part, blame him. That first month or so, he went into, like, a little depression, but uh, then he made that first phone call to Howard, and Howard and him just started goofing. And then somebody um, off the Twitter or whatever sent in that joke. They said, did you hear about the uh, the, the new tour coming up, uh, Def Leppard and, and, uh, and, <laughs> and Leslie West? And Leslie chimed in and goes, yeah, I know. I heard it cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> so That's he Leslie, man. He must He's have like, heard it a few thousand times. Oh, I'm sure he did. Hey, well, listen, we got a minute left in the show. The time is counting down. I want to right. thank everybody today. Uh, thanks a lot, Ron. I appreciate it. I have to cut you loose, buddy, because we're down to like 40 seconds and we're off the air. So... I do apologize, but check out Ryan's show, Warrior Rock Radio. Definitely. He's on whenever he feels like doing a show, so it's random. you got to just keep that's, checking him out. That's the new guard right there we have to keep. That's uh, right. Right now, I'm so not, I forget. can't get in the chat. I haven't been in the chat room in a while, so goodbye to everybody in the chat room, and goodbye to my bestest buddy. And I will try to call from downstairs phone like Alrighty. 730. You got it. Don't worry about it. Enjoy the football season. It's almost over. A few more weeks and you're on mine until the, yeah. uh, the spring. Well, unless there's a hockey game comes in. You know. I hear you, but they're not too often on a Sunday, so we're lucky. Not too much on a Sunday, no. All right, buddy. You got it. Take care. All right. You take care of yourself. Good night, everybody. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening today. I want to thank my guest, Patrick Carlson from Fretless. Thank everybody for tuning in and listening, and I'll see you Thursday on the Metal Matinee at 1 o'clock and next Sunday night for Brian Tatler of Diamond Head right here at 6. Thank you, everybody. Good night.